Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Okay, before we meet our guest, I have to tell you about the app that has helped me get into the Word every single day. Dwell is a Bible app I've just totally fallen in love with. Their mission is inspired by the psalmist who admonishes us in Psalm 119 to hide the Word of God in our hearts. Dwell has built the most beautiful listening and reading experience for the scriptures. I personally listen to Dwell first thing in the morning when I sit down at my desk and I do some prayer journaling. And currently, I'm going through the beloved listening plan And I'm just loving the way that this allows me to get into the Word every day in a way that's specific to how I learn best. I set a reminder on my phone to pop up so I can easily just open the app and hop into my listening plan. I also love that they have scripture playlists, like ones based on mood, so you can find something from the Lord no matter what you're feeling. One of the coolest things about Dwell is their new read-along experience. And if you've ever seen Apple Music's lyrics feature, then that's exactly what you can expect from read-along with Dwell. Gorgeous backgrounds, big bold text that scrolls as the narrator reads to you. I'm telling you, you've got to try it and I think you're going to love it. So go to dwellapp.io forward slash wildconfidence to get 10% off of a yearly subscription or 33% off of Dwell for Life. Courtney B. Schultz is a business owner and mom of four whose goal is sharing the value of generosity with others, allowing everyone who visits her page to engage in life change and transformation through kingdom work. We refer to her with Heart Shop in this episode, which has since closed so Courtney can pursue God's call to help other small business owners reach their potential as a mentor and consultant and to focus on her family. Y'all, I can't wait for you to hear her story. She is amazing. Courtney, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm so excited to have you and hear all the things and talk all things confidence. How are you today? Thank you. I am so good. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, you and I got connected from Casey, who um, is just so sweet. And you actually, you sent me a wine coaster from your company and I love it when I tell you we use it all the time like it's it's actually in in use right now so I really right. love everything you make everything you do tell us a little bit about uh, your company and and all the things sure so my company is called the with heart shop and it started in 2020 which was such a special time to start a business um yeah. I don't think if I could go back in time I don't know if I would advise that someone like start a business in a pandemic But um, it was actually supposed to just be a few products to support a different project I was working on. I was working on writing a book called With Heart, and it was about the stroke that I had. I don't even know if you know this, Ainsley. I had a stroke (gasps) eight years ago, and so I wanted to write a book. I was super inspired by um, Catherine and Jay Wolf. I don't know if you've read their story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was very inspired by reading their story. And I was like, you know what? My story, I want to share my story too. And I knew I wanted to call it with heart. So I came up with this small line of products while I was writing the book. I'm like, well, I'll tease out some stuff to my audience. That's just like 
keep them on the line sort of thing. So I had some hats and I had candles made. My mom actually makes the wine coaster you were just talking about. She's a potter. And so she's got this whole collection of candles and wine coasters and other things. And so all of these products were just supposed to be like a few merchandise items to support my book. Well, then fast forward to like the end of summer of 2020. And I was really feeling like this retail thing is kind of taking off. And and what I thought was just a couple of merch items is really becoming like its own little micro shop. And mm-hmm. it became obvious that God was calling me back into retail. And the book, like maybe the book is for later. But right now, mm-hmm. God wants me back in retail. And I say back in retail because I owned an online shop, um, gosh, like, 10 years ago. And then I sold it five years ago. So I've like, I've done the retail thing before. That is so cool. Thank you. It's been really fun and really fulfilling. So I'm thinking like, okay, this has to take some confidence <laughs> to, to start a uh, shop in the middle of a pandemic, but also just, I mean, overcoming the stroke and like all these things. Can you share a time where you just like totally lost that confidence and what that was like? Well, um, I think that, like I said, I've done the retail thing before. So coming back into, um, you know, having these little heart rumblings of like, what's next? What's coming next? I think during that season of not having a vocation outside of growing my family, there was some confidence um, issues in that for me. And I had to overcome that and be like, no, my purpose right now is my, my children and my family. So I had to constantly remind myself because some moms just are, they glow and they shine in that role of stay-at-home mom, right? And you just see them mm-hmm. they hit their stride when they have their babies. And it's like, this is what they were like born for. And like, I love my kids so much. And I have loved the time I've been a stay-at-home mom. And now being a work-at-home mom, I don't think they really perceive much of a difference. They're like, mom's still home. But yeah. Um, that was challenging for me. I am at my, I'm an Enneagram three. So oh, okay. I was going to ask you that. Perfect. I'm at my best when I'm highly productive. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of days at home with your little kids where you kind of are doing the same thing over and over and over again. Or it's mm-hmm. like, we're painting pictures of unicorns today, or we're like, <laughs> doing another load of laundry today. And it's just kind of like you're on a merry-go-round. <laughs> and yeah. that was hard for me. And I, I think I sort of lacked confidence in that season. But um, I will also say, I think the enemy really wants to play to the things that um, lack confidence in your life. And so it doesn't matter what season mm-hmm. you're in. I have lacked confidence in seasons where to the outside eye, I'm soaring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Enemy has spoken to me in all seasons of my life. So I think that this issue of confidence is one that we constantly grapple with, no matter if we're in a valley or on a mountain. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking like, okay, in the, in the mountains, in the valleys, how do you find it again if you, if you might be struggling or uh, how do you hold on to it no matter where you are? Right. I think that, um, so I recently took a class at our church and it was just like a really helpful class. They walked us through really self-awareness and learning Mm -hmm. who we are. And it was very cool. Um, they call it 
the core classes at our church. So it's like 101, 201, 301, 401. But they teach you about your Enneagram. We learn that. Mm-hmm. We learn yes. that. Like Myers-Briggs personality profiling. We do that. We talk about spiritual gifts. And like we go through these self-assessments, like tons of them. And you just learn like, what are, what am I gifted in? What are my passions? What makes my heart beat fast? What is my personality type? And then you look at this whole big picture to figure out your purpose statement. And that's what they help you to craft in this process. And so I think finding confidence in whatever those seasons looks like going back to your roots, back to who you are and going, okay, instead of listening to the noise of like my self-doubt or the enemy talking at me, I need to speak what is true about myself. I am gifted in hospitality. God has gifted me with the spiritual gift of faith. God has given mm-hmm. me with the spiritual gift of generosity and like go back to the nuts and bolts and be like, mm-hmm. what's true? Instead of what are these, what's noisy, what's true? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I love the idea of a purpose statement. Mm-hmm. I love that the idea of like anchoring yourself to a statement that you can return to over and over and over again, mm-hmm. that you know is true because whenever you're feeling confident whenever you're feeling assured you can kind of make that statement and then whenever you're feeling in the valley or 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 shaky on it you can return to that and combat it easier when you have that statement to return to and and repeat over yourself and pray over yourself and have other people pray over you right it's almost like you could I don't know I'm thinking like print them out and hand them out to your friends and be like, will you pray this over me whenever I text you that I need help or something like that? Yeah. What do you think, like, what an example could be? Like, what would, I'm trying to think of like, if I want to create my own, what would that be like? So I think that's where you take your personality type, you take your spiritual gifts, you Mm -hmm. take um, your passions and your life experiences. Another thing they want you to do is talk about like the pivot points in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So moments where literally your life was going one way, this thing happened and your life turned a different direction. So that's consider a pivot point. So again, to use the example of my stroke, that was a pivot point for me. And at that point in my life, I took a moment and said, okay, What's important to me right now? And that was when I had my former business. And so it wasn't too long after that I sold the business. And you just realize like, okay, I need to pivot from what I'm doing now into something else. So you take those spiritual gifts. Your core abilities is another thing. So like, what are you really good at? Like, I'm really good at visualizing. I'm really good Mm -hmm. at entrepreneurship. I'm really good at encouraging people and sharing what I like. It seems so stupid. And this is what the enemy has told me. He's like, that's dumb, Courtney. It's really dumb for you to like share what you had for lunch today. But then I know that like God is using me to connect with people, even if it is something as small as my lunch. So you take all these parts and pieces and then you literally say, I exist to dot, dot, dot. Mm. Use my life to give God the glory through sharing openly with others real daily life and how God is king and ruler over all of that. That is my personal mission statement. Wow. That's good. I like that a lot. It's kind of a blanket statement, right? And it's like sharing real daily life. Okay, that could be 
like I described my lunch, that could be like, oh, a really great mascara I found. That could be like the devotional I'm reading that really stuck with me. But like I'm yeah, I'm gonna use sharing as a way to connect with people no matter what that looks like. That is so cool. And and I love yours personally. Like I love that they're they can be so personal and and tailored to yes. each person. So it's like spiritual gifts plus core abilities and strengths plus things pivot you point. enjoy and pivot points, yep. right? Yeah. And then the statement can start with I exist too, dot, dot, dot. And yep. then you kind of combine all of those things. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to make one yes. today. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. I want to hear if if anybody, you know, who's listening, if you make a – uh uh, purpose statement, statement. purpose statement. I want to see it. Like yeah, comment too. it on the uh, tile of this, of this podcast on Instagram. Cause that would be so cool. Yeah. Okay. So that is a really awesome tool yeah. like, to help us really stay confident. I love that so much. Because it feels so grounding and it feels so weighty that like when you start getting trapped in some of the wind, I'm like a very visual thinker. So like I can literally imagine this as an anchor, right? Yeah. And the, the enemy or the world around us that wants to trip us up. And, you know, you and I were talking about cancel culture a little bit before the episode. And like yeah. when the world around us gets so noisy, like a windstorm, this is our anchor that holds us in place and says, no, no, mm-hmm. I'm steady. I'm true. Like this is the purpose I've given you. And it's coming from yeah. God course. Like we're taking the way God has knit us together so uniquely and we're holding true or we're holding tight to this truth that he's given us. Hey, if you're enjoying Wild Confidence so far, I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us. And we have some bonus content for you. We have a Patreon that you can join if you head to patreon.com forward slash wildconfidence. We have podcast bonuses. You get the episodes early, uh, free downloads, and some Enneagram extras that are just so much fun. And we have such a fun community over there. So I would love for you to join us there and support the podcast so we can stay wild at patreon.com forward slash wildconfidence. I want to go back to the stroke story because I'm like, I just feel like something powerful is in that. And I just really want to hear it honestly on what, what happened, what it was like, like all these things, because it is that pivot point. And I think those, those pivot points can be some of our most powerful testimonies and powerful stories. So can you tell us a little bit about that and like what that experience was like? So I had just had a baby. I had my second son and I was like experiencing some neck pain. I had had high blood pressure and they, when you're pregnant and you have high blood pressure, it's like this game of benefits and risks. Like how much do we medicate you? Because it's possible to give you too much medicine when you're pregnant or breastfeeding or whatever. So we just want to get it like controlled enough that you're not super sick or having a stroke, right? Well, in hindsight, I probably wasn't being managed closely enough and they could have maybe been doing more to keep my blood pressure controlled because what happened is um, my blood pressure got so wildly out of control that it damaged my vertebral arteries, which are like in the back of your neck, you have two vertebral arteries that lead to your brain. Mm -hmm. And my arteries, imagine like a water hose with just 
too much pressure going through it and it like shreds the hose up. So oh my gosh. The hose and like there was just so much. The medical term is they were occluded and there was just no blood getting through them. And so I had a stroke. It was like five in the morning what? and I woke up. I don't know why I woke up at five in the morning, but woke up, tried getting out of bed and just was like unable to stand upright, ended up crawling on all fours. My husband's still asleep beside me and I just start throwing up. The room is spinning. I, I'm <sighs> yelling for him. So he called an ambulance and um, I ended up in Chicago. We live in Northern Indiana, Southwest Michigan now, but um, they, they ended up having to transfer me to Chicago to a stroke center there, a, a neuro ICU. And I was really like perplexing the doctors there because mm. by the grace of God, like I didn't have many huge deficits and they were mm. like these strokes multiple on your brain would imply that, you know, your brain was without oxygen for this amount of time. And the blood flow to your brain was so occluded that like, we don't know the extent of the damage. And yet here I was like walking and talking and, um, they were pretty perplexed by it that like the scans don't match what your body is showing us right now. So I spent a lot of months um, feeling, of course, grateful that like I wasn't wheelchair bound. I didn't have permanent deficits, anything like that. However, I was like really grappling with this question of why did that happen? And is it going to happen again? Because I it was like waiting for the other shoe to drop almost. Yeah. I knew that my body wasn't right yet. I knew my blood pressure was still really high. I knew my arteries were still very damaged, but I still had to like go back to being a mom. And like I returned, you know, back to my shop, which I was still running. And it was like, is this going to happen again? So I yeah. lived fear for a really long time. And just to, you know, go back to your your confidence question, I definitely lacked confidence in – not so much as like a um, self self confidence, but I lacked confidence in God almost. That like, yeah. is this? Why did it happen? What was your purpose in this? Is it going to happen again? You know, yeah. an uncertain time for me. Absolutely, I, I I can't imagine how I would react. And I mean, for you to just pull yourself out from those from your bootstraps and like mom again is like mind blowing to me. It was hard. It was a dark season. I definitely went through like a major season of depression. I was on a bunch of medication that made me more depressed. And like I I really did I never dealt with like um dependency on my medications, but I definitely was sensing, you know, I was on major painkillers for the pain I'd experienced. Yeah. And I was like, I got to get myself off of this because this doesn't feel safe actually. Um, and then fast forward three years later, by this time I had sold my business and we were, you know, trying to really evaluate what God's next steps were for our family. We wanted to have more kids. And so then I had this huge feeling of anxiety <sighs> that like, will this happen again? Right. God, like, I just remember surrendering in prayer, like, if you won't see me through another pregnancy and delivery, don't let me get pregnant again. Like, wow. please, it's the cry of my heart to have another baby. But if I can't survive another pregnancy and delivery, then shut that door, God. And wow. in his kindness, we have had two more girls since then. So um, we, were, we were really blessed in that. And my health is good. But 
talk about just like, okay, I'm blindfolded right now. I don't know what's coming, but I'm going to hold you by the hand and you can lead me through this, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The amount of faith that that takes and pulling yourself out of that place of fear is tremendous. Community though. And I think that was a huge thing for me was having really good community and um, a few really close friends who carried me. You know, I refer to the scripture often about the paralyzed person who mm. the friends carried literally, they had to open a hole in the roof to lower him down to Jesus because yeah. he couldn't get in. He couldn't get there by himself. The crowds were too thick, like, but they were going to get him to Jesus. And there were times yeah. when I had no strength. I didn't even have faith at that point. Like as far as I just felt dried up. I mean, I was a believer, don't get me wrong, but like I was dried up in my spiritual heart, in my spiritual place. And so I needed to lean on the faith of others during that season. And you know what? That was okay. They carried me and they put me at the feet of Jesus. And the miracle in that test, in that story was actually that the men's, the man's sins were forgiven. And Mm -hmm. then he said, go ahead, get up and walk, get your mat, get out of here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a physical healing that was the real miracle. The miracle was the forgiveness and the redemption and the restoration of that man. Yeah. So I love all that to say your community that you surround yourself with can make or break whatever season you're in. Yeah, definitely. And it's like that saying, that's like, you're the sum of the five people you're closest to. Yeah. I think that also can be applied to faith, right? They can, the sum of the five people around you can be, the people who encourage you in your faith or discourage you in that and tell you that the answers are in the world, which obviously is not true, but that definitely matters. And what I'm hearing is that when you're in that kind of low place of fear or insecurity, you know, it's important to surround yourself with community and those Aaron and hers that can really keep your arms up and those friends that will lower you through the roof, but yeah. is there anything else that you would, you would do to pull yourself out of that low place? Is there anything else that you kind of lean on? I have developed a practice actually taking scripture mm-hmm. and just sitting with like a verse and unpacking it word by word by word. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why it's so important to have a regular practice of being in the word of God and just like reading the Bible and letting certain verses, when they stand out to you, highlight them. And this is a practice that's going to take time, but eventually you're going to be able to open your Bible and see something that's highlighted and hone in on that, right? So you've got to kind of develop the muscle to start, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. then you've got this like handbook full of scripture that will carry you. And so what I do is I take that one verse and I will go through it word by word by word and just dissect it. And, um, you know, let's say I don't have one in front of me at the moment, but let's say the verse says, you know, you will uphold me with your strong right hand. We'll use that one as an example. I say you, God, not the president, not my sisters, not my husband, not my boss, not my best friend, but you, God, uphold me. And will is such a word of confidence and assuredness that you will, you are, you will deliver on your promises, uphold that word implies that like, 
I don't have to do it on my own. You've got me. I don't have yeah. to strive. Again, back to the fact that I'm an Enneagram three. I'm that, you know, performing type. So I feel like I have to earn something, but you will uphold. That tells me that you've got me, even without me doing anything or striving or um, trying on my own merits. So this is this practice of dissecting word by word. Instead of just reading your scripture, like what does every word mean? And that's something that if you're in a season of high or low, because you've got to keep working out those muscles even when times are good, right? Yeah, absolutely. That practice has definitely helped me in dark times and in times where I just know that maybe I have a friend who needs to borrow some of my faith, right? Mm -hmm. I have to borrow faith from others. There's times that you need to be the one to loan your faith, so you better keep it strong when you're good. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm thinking back to like your younger self, your less confident self as you're going through these pivot points. And um, what's like one piece of advice that you would tell your younger self? I think I would tell her that your gifts and your skills and your talents and your calling is important and it does matter. Because Mm -hmm. one source of insecurity for me and a confidence drain for me at different points has been just devaluing myself and feeling like what I'm doing isn't that hard or isn't that special. Like it just happens that like this is really what God has like made me gifted at and in vocational sense. Um, And I really beat myself up over that because I'm not – a lawyer or a doctor. I don't have some special certification. I'm not an expert in my field. And that made me feel like, well, I'm no good then. So I would Mm. tell my younger self that you are good at this and this does matter. And I think of like an example that I came up with is running. Okay. Have you ever run a marathon or anything? Heck no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's on my bucket list. But there are some people who are very naturally gifted runners, right? Like they can run. Oh, it's a Saturday. I'm going to go bust out 10 miles because it's like what I like to do. Yeah. Yet, like we can all run. We all had to run the mile in high school at least, right? Like we can, unless there's a physical disability that prevents you from running, like most of us are able to run. Okay. Right. Some of us are just better at it than others. So I have gotten myself so convinced that like, well, anybody can do it. Anybody can run. Right. But I, it may be in the case of this word picture, I'm the person who like can get up on a Saturday and run 10 miles. And I had, I had devalued that. And I had convinced myself it wasn't that impressive. Like whatever, it's not that good. It's not that special, but really like I was gifted in it and it's okay to celebrate our giftings. That doesn't make you prideful. That doesn't make you conceited. It just makes you confident, right? It just makes you. And God wants us to have confidence in the things that we're good at. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he, we have such unique gifts that that's how he can speak to so many different people in so many different ways. Right. I mean, a hundred percent. I love it. I can't wait to keep up with you and learn more about uh, what the Lord is doing in your life on a day-to-day basis. And um, I think one of the best things we can do as a Wild Confidence community is is pray over you. So how can we pray for you? Thank you so much. That is awesome. And gosh, I'm just always feeling 
open to prayers for remaining in my purpose and for not being distracted by worldly things to show some, some of our followers, the love of Jesus, maybe like in ways that they have never seen him before. That would be, that would be the purpose and the mission for sure. Absolutely. We can definitely cover you in prayer for that and support as much as, as we can. Um, Thank you so much for hanging out today, Courtney. You are awesome. And I just know that your story and your purpose is going to bless so many people. So I really appreciate you. It's been so fun chatting with you. And like you said, if people are making purpose statements, I want to hear about them. Yes. Let us know when y'all make them. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.